Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, thanks for joining me here on the Do Business Better podcast, where we set out with an objective to give you tangible, usable, practical takeaways you can apply to yourself, your life, and your business to do it better. It's the Do Business Better podcast. You just heard that in the intro, so I will not reiterate. I will, however, give you the topic. The topic is sales. Because I told you last episode, we're going to do more sales-oriented topics. The reason several of my clients have been reaching out to me over the last couple of months asking me to do more sales stuff. In fact, I'm doing some online virtual sales training for some companies now because of the COVID-19. Can't have big meetings, but they can use this slow time to improve sales skills for their people. So if you have such a need, please let me know. We talked about Cutco sales in a previous episode, and then in the last episode, I told you the three basics of sales, meaning the three things that sales is. I said it was the basis of all business. Without sales, there is no business. You don't have a business if you don't sell a product, good, or service. I told you that sales is revenue. Countries, counties, cities, municipalities, they get their revenue by taxing you. If you do not pay them, they have the threat of force, the threat of uh, sending you to jail. Sheriff sales are called that because the sheriff auctions off your land if you don't pay your property taxes. You don't have that ability to raise revenue. So without sales, you have no revenue. Without revenue, you have no business. And then the third thing I told you, sales is essentially understanding a person's problem and then positioning yourself, your product, your service as the solution to that problem. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is the fact that we sometimes are so overzealous in selling our product we confuse our customers. So the topic is the confused customer does not buy. This is an old statement among people that really understand business. You know, and a lot of old peddlers don't really get it. Uh, a lot of old people that have been in business don't get it. But seasoned veterans that understand business and do it well understand it to a T. And the thing is, we still make the mistake. All right, case in point. Uh, earlier this week, I was at um, a, I was in a situation where I was pitching myself and my ability to do business with this client. And I was not the only one there to do that. And I was privy to seeing the other presenters talk about themselves, their company, their offerings, and their ability to do business with this organization that has money to devote to their agenda. Things that, you know, they have an objective, right? They want to sell something. How can you help me do this? And so basically, you're selling them on why you can sell their stuff. And uh, a, a woman, a very smart woman with a very good business mind, uh, got up before me, or maybe it was after me, I can't remember exactly, and did a great, great presentation, a brilliant presentation. However, it was long on detailed examples. And the people in the room that were the decision makers probably got a little bit lost. Did she do anything wrong? Well, she confused the mind of the customer. Did it? Did she do it wrong? Did she do anything? Did she, did she, was it a mistake? Yeah, probably. But also, it wasn't because she was doing something out of a rookie mistake. It was simply that she had so many things to share. We see this again and again and again. You see it as a customer. 
I know you've seen it as a customer because I've seen it as a customer and I've been guilty of it as a business person pitching myself. You see, the customer wants a choice. You want choices, right? We see this all the time. Say you bring somebody out to your place because you need a garage door and you say, I need a garage door. Uh, What are my options? And if you went to the Sears School of Sales, like I did, if you worked for Sears, as I did when I was a 20-year-old, I'll admit, not for my entire career, but enough to get the basics, they teach you the good, better, best. The idea that Sears came up with was that you gave them the good option, the better option, the best option. And the consumer usually will choose the middle, just because they think, I don't want to get the cheapest, and I don't want to pay for the best, because I mean, I can't afford no Cadillac here. So there's the good, better, best thing. That was Sears' big uh, deal. Give them three choices. One of them is good, because let's say, so, you, you know, we wouldn't have something here if it was junk. We're Sears. That's a different story, because of course, Sears is really no longer a threat or even uh, relevant. But this was 30 years ago. Good, better, best. The idea is you give them three choices. Customers like choices. People like choices. They like the idea that then they are in charge of the outcome, right? However, there's a counter to this. Sometimes we give them too much choice and they don't comprehend. Notice I summed up the three choices that Sears uses as good, better, best. It wasn't, well, let me tell you about this and you read them a book. Then it was the next one, you read them a telephone book. And then you tell them about the third one, and you read the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and two telephone books. You have just confused the hell out of your buyer. It's not bad to give them choices. It's bad to give them choices with overwhelming complexity, details, and impertinent, or shall we say, unnecessary information that they cannot process. I'm not saying that people are dumb. I'm saying that, face it, you've got a lot of decisions to make in any given day. How much can you devote to this particular purchase option? The confused customer does not buy. Okay, that's the, that's the message today. So let's talk about how you present choices. You want to give them choices. I gave you the Sears example of good, better, best. Now, the problem is if you overwhelm them with peripheral details, I'll give you a little hint from my comedy background because you've heard me talk about this before if you pay attention to my stuff. A bad joke teller, okay, even a bad comedian or a bad storyteller puts in too much unnecessary peripheral data. Am I right? Give you the example. I've got a background in comedy, so I'm pretty good at telling jokes. I don't tell jokes, but if I did, it would be very simply the premise, the setup, and the punchline. That's the basis of comedy. You've heard me say this before. The premise. None in the country. Uh, Setup. Goes up to the farmer's door. Punchline, blah, blah, blah. Premise, setup, punchline. Gives you the premise. What are we looking at? The setup is, oh, okay, what's the situation? And then the punchline is, what happened, right? A bad storyteller or a bad joke teller, that's all the same thing. Well, let me tell you about this nun. So here's this purple-haired, uh, handicapped nun with a wooden leg who's riding a moped. And then she, she, drives, she pulls off the interstate. I think, you know, Interstate 74. So she pulls off Interstate 70. Well, it might have been I-70. And then she pulls off I-70. And then she, well, maybe it's I-25. And then she, well, and then 
It wasn't really a moped, it was a scooter. So then she pulls off this crippled, purple-haired, wooden-legged uh, nun on a donkey. Oh, wait, it was a scooter. And then she pulls off Interstate 40, and then she comes into a bar. But then the bar says, no, you got to go out to the farmer, and you go out to the farmer. And she goes, you see what I'm saying? You have suffered through these joke tellers and storytellers that put in every damn ridiculous detail that has no pertinence to the actual joke or story outcome. Am I right? So if the point of the joke is the nun gets knocked over by a billy goat and says, Jesus Christ, whatever, that's what you're trying to get to. Leave out all the peripheral details, whether it's a story or a joke or your sales pitch. The customer probably does not need to know that it's all of those adjectives and unnecessary things. Boil it down to what matters, whether it's a story or a joke or your sales pitch, okay? Unnecessary peripheral data. And the thing is, some of us, and I'm guilty of this also, I was selling beef out here for my hobby beef operation. And I felt as though I needed to educate the consumer about raising steers the way I raise my steers. And in doing so, I would get so wrapped up in, well, and then of course we don't get the rate of gain because we're also pushing them on the grass, especially in the spring. And the thing is you want that because grass gives, you know, gives a component of flavoring, but we also back it up with grain and alfalfa hay. So we really try and give, you know what a lot of these customers want? They just want to know that it didn't come from a factory farm. They want to know that it was well-treated. They want to know that I named it Ralph and that I uh, was nice to it and it got clean, fresh water. They don't usually care about all those peripheral data. If I said things like, so you get better at it. You say, yes, they're all natural. Oh, it'll cost you about $500 for one-fourth of a steer after it's butchered. Yeah. I was going overboard on details. You are too. When you sell your service, you are going overboard on details and giving the customer more than they can digest. And what is the rule? What is the title of this podcast? The confused customer does not buy. You're excited about your offering. You know about those steers. You know how you fed them. You know how you care for them. You know how they're processed. You know that they didn't get antibiotics. You know that you didn't give them un, uh, you know, artificial growth hormones. You know that you didn't give them a bunch of shots. You know that you took really good care of them, that they had clean bedding, that they ate this much grass and clover and this much hay each day. Here's what the customer probably wants. Is it better than I can get at Walmart? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, is there anybody that uh, I know that you sold to? Yes, Bob. Okay, well, if it's better than I get, better than I'll just talk to Bob. And what am I talking about? Roughly $500. Oh, okay. You see, we all do it. We confuse the customer with information that's over their head or that just is confusing to them because it's too much data all at once about something that's not really at the forefront for them. We're so excited about what we do, we confuse them. All right. Let me tell you something else that we learn in sales, okay? My wife was really impressed the other day when I started giving her all the different sales closing techniques. You remember the ones they taught you in Sales 101? Um, for me, it was Sales 331. The either-or. The summary close. Uh, the list of benefits. Uh, the assumed close. Uh, the when day, what day can I get it to you close. Okay. Many of those, particularly the summary of benefits, has the option, or the, I'm sorry, the the hazard that you could get over the top on details, and that again is what you cannot afford to do because the confused customer does not buy. You start going on the list of benefits and say, well, 
this beef's really good for you. It's locally raised. You know what? We utilize uh, pasture ground, and that's really good for the environment because of carbon sequestration. And you know what else? Your family's going to be able to see it. It came from Damien right down the road. Keep those benefits tight and do not overwhelm them with 300 of them. Give them five. Give them six. Give them three. Make it easy when you give them the list of benefits, but don't go too ass over backwards on details because those are peripheral details that probably do not matter and are not pertinent to the actual outcome. Okay. So I told you about closing, meaning asking for the order. And when you do so, it's okay to give them lists and the reason that they should buy your product. But again, make it simple and make it understandable. Because a confused customer does not buy, the confused mind cannot make a decision. The confused mind cannot make a decision because we as humans evolved. This is my next point for you. Humans evolved... In a scary scenario, right? You got saber-toothed tigers and wolves, bad food. You know, what the heck? We didn't cook. We barely had fire. We didn't have refrigeration. There were no Tupperware containers, right? No saran wrap, no Ziploc bags. So you got food that's going to kill you. You got critters are going to kill you. You got diseases are going to kill you. And you got the neighboring caveman and cavewoman. They want to kill you. We're not as far removed from cavemen as you might think when it comes to our noggins. So what does the caveman mind need to know? Is it dangerous or is it safe? Is it dangerous or is it safe? I don't know if it's dangerous, but I can tell you this. When that salesman or saleswoman started telling me a bunch of crap about how polyethylene was banned back in 1984 and the reason now that this company uses polystyrene instead of polyethylene and it's a different compound, C-843-H6, and then they started talking about how we had this problem back in 1997 and we got through that because this new product does this. I don't know any of that stuff. All I can tell you is I have a caveman mind and I just want to know, is it safe or is it dangerous? You see what we do? We make it so much about us and our product. And this is a problem as old as sales, trust me. What are they trying to tell you? Sell the sizzle, not the steak. I'm going to tell you don't sell the sizzle or the steak. Sell the simplicity and the benefit of what it means about them. Remember, the customer cares about themselves. They don't care about you. They don't give two hoots in hell about your sizzle or your steak. What they really care about is, what's the steak do for me? What's it say about me? When I buy that sizzle, do I prove to everybody else in the restaurant that I can afford a bigger steak than them? By golly, I want the sizzle and the steak I can possibly get. You know what? It's kind of like those fajitas. You ever notice that at Mexican restaurants? You're at the Mexican restaurant, and that goes by and it's like splatters shit all over you and you're like what's going on over here oh they got the fajitas and you look across the table you're like little nephew and he's like i wanted the fajitas because that's really cool it makes a big show the customer a lot of times wants what's safe not dangerous but they also want something that says something about themselves you know what you did not hear right there what they don't want it's 19 pages of peripheral details outlining for them the polyethylene content or the whatever. Be careful about how much detail you share or how many examples you use to illustrate. Yes, stories sell. We know that, right? Humans love stories. That's why you read bedtime stories to children. Even a child's mind can understand a story, and stories convey par- you know, parables, right? Stories convey lessons. Stories give you buy-in. Once I heard the story about how my buddy Kenny and his wife Sandy 
bought this, I saw myself buying it and enjoying it just like them. Great. Stop with one story. Don't give them nine stories that now conflict their mind because, wait a minute, it was this and it was this and it was this and it was this. The confused mind reacts like the caveman mind and moves away thinking that it is dangerous. Okay, next point. This is the biggie. This is the takeaway for you. Because you're saying, Damien, what do I do then? Well, first off, I've just told you. Yes, give them lists, give them benefits, give them a summary, give them a story, give them illustrative, illustrative details, but not too many of them. And the most important thing is understand this, that the confused mind will not buy, but the mind of the potential buyer will tell you what they want in order to buy. Did you hear what I just said? The potentially confused mind will usually tell you what really matters to them that would make them become a buyer. Hey, 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 you know what? That's great. I don't really understand polyethylene bicarbonate dash H76 board four, and I don't know about what EPA legislation was in 1997. If I buy this thing, am I going to be legal? Yeah. Is it safe? Yeah. Okay. Now, what did they just tell you? They just told you what they cared about. When the customer says, I'd like to know how somebody else has used it and what experience they have had. Now, what really matters to them? They need to have a peer. They need to have a leader. They need to have someone, an opinion leader, something, some example, some story of how it has worked for someone else so they can see themselves using your product. Ah, makes sense, doesn't it? How do you get to the point where you let the customers tell you which details really matter, and how you can prevent them from being confused. Well, like so many things in selling, like so many things in business, like so many methods to doing business better, it's as simple as listening. If you're talking the whole time that you're with a potential client, prospect, or customer, you're talking too much. They will generally tell you what really matters to them and what thing they need clarified to avoid confusion because the confused mind cannot make a decision and therefore the confused customer does not buy. It's as simple as listening. Hey, I can go on all day about my beef uh, because I'm close to it. I raise it. Uh, it's a source of pride for me and my wife, Lori, out here on the De La Rosa. But what really matters to you? Because I want to make sure that we're crossing that off for you. See what a brilliant customer probing question that was? And then they say, well, I don't really understand all this stuff at the store. If you'll just explain that to me, I mean, does this have those antibiotics and all that stuff that's going to hurt me? No, it doesn't. And in fact, I had to treat one with antibiotics a couple of years ago. And guess what? I sold that to myself because I knew how it had been treated. Simply answer their question and you've got them covered. I'm Damian Mason. I gave you the reasons not to confuse the customer. The confused mind cannot make a decision. The confused customer will not be a buyer. The confused customer will go somewhere else to someone that makes it easier for them because the confused mind also feels like a dumb mind. Man, I didn't understand all that. I, I, I was down the road there at, at XYZ Corporation and I didn't understand what they were talking about. And man, they talked over my head and I, I don't think I'm a dumb person. Uh, I, I mean, I've got, a, I've got an education and I keep up. 
but I didn't understand what they were talking about. Means they were confused by your competitor and made to feel dumb because the competitor went into too much detail about something that did not matter one iota to the customer. Give them the details, don't give them too many, use a story to illustrate, and most importantly, most importantly, listen. And they will tell you when you listen what really matters to them and what details are important. I'm Damian Mason. Thanks for being here on the Do Business Better podcast. Till next time, happy selling. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damian on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damian's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamianMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.